Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On December 30th, 2017, an operator for the 999 Emergency Service in Suffolk, England, took a call and was immediately told, quote, I've just killed my wife. When authorities arrived, they found the body of Anne Searle in the home and her husband, who readily admitted to the crime. But the question remained, why did he do it? This is Monsters. Stowe Market is a picturesque market town located in Suffolk, England, known for its charming atmosphere and historical significance. Nestled within the beautiful Suffolk countryside, Stowe Market boasts a rich heritage and a sense of tranquility that belies the darkness that would later descend upon it. The town is characterized by its quintessential English architecture and rows of historic timber-framed buildings lining its streets. These buildings, some dating back to the 15th century, add to the town's unique character and give an old-world charm that attracts visitors and residents alike. One of the town's notable features is the River Gipping, which gently meanders through Stowe Market. The riverside provides a serene setting for leisurely walks and picnics contributing to the town's peaceful ambiance. Stowe Market's sense of community is a defining aspect of life there. The residents often describe it as a close-knit and friendly place where everyone knows each other. Local markets, cultural events, and festivals bring people together, creating a strong sense of unity and belonging. It's in this scenic setting, against the backdrop of Stowe Market's tranquility, that a family would unravel and shock the nation with a gruesome and disturbing murder. It was also where the Searle family stood as a pillar of the community. Anne and Stephen Searle were a seemingly ordinary couple who had stood side by side for an impressive 45 years. Anne, a woman known for her unwavering devotion to her family and her nurturing spirit, had spent nearly half a century in a marriage that appeared on the surface as steadfast and unshakable. Stephen, her husband, brought a diverse background into the marriage. A former Royal Marine Commando, he had experienced the rigors of military training, instilling disciplines and a sense of duty. However, he was not just a man molded by military service. He was also a political figure, having served as a UK Independence Party councillor for Suffolk County Council. The Searle family was not limited to just Anne and Stephen. They were the parents to three sons, Gary, Christopher, and Stevie. 
to the outside world, they were an ordinary family. However, beneath the tranquil exterior, tensions simmered and secrets festered. The family's connection extended to a local bowling alley in Ipswich, where son Gary and his partner Anastasia Pomiativa worked alongside Stephen. It was there that the intricate threads of the narrative began to unravel. Stephen's life was far from ordinary. His political career, marked by his affiliation with the UKIP, introduced him to the intricacies of local governance. He was elected as a UKIP member of Suffolk County Council for Stowmarket South in May of 1913. However, his political journey took a downturn when he lost his seat in May of 2017 to Conservative Council leader Nick Garley. By all outward appearances, the Searle family seemed to be a quintessential example of middle-class suburban life. Anne and Stephen lived a quiet life in Stowmarket where the community regarded them as upstanding members. But behind closed doors, that exterior would give way to a tumultuous and nightmarish existence, one that would culminate in a chilling winter night in 2017. On the evening of December 30th, in their house in the Brickfields, the Searle family was forever altered. That night, as the clock approached 10.30pm, a chilling 999 call was made. Stephen's voice crackled through the line as he uttered the words, quote, I've just killed my wife. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, I've uh, just killed my wife. You've just killed your wife? Yeah. Okay. A bit different for you tonight, I expect. Happy New Year. Okay, and how have you killed her? Um, suffocation, really, I guess. A uh, bit of a bizarre situation, but, um, you know, don't mind. Okay, is it just the two of you in the house? Uh, well, just the one of us now. Right, okay. Yeah, well, two, you know, yeah. Okay, is there any other sort of issues that the um, officers need to be aware of when they come into the house? Is there uh, no, not really. Um, you know, I'm not violent, I'm not nothing. Um, okay. Um... Stephen, can I just get you to go and answer the door? I believe we should have um, some officers there. Are you able to uh, just go and speak to them? Okay, they're here now, are they? They should be there. Right, I'm on my way. Hang okay. I'm on my way as we speak. Okay. Hello. Oh, hello, buddies. How are you? All right. Yeah, I'm well, thank you. Yeah, okay. Wow. Is it just the two of you? Well, it's just the one now. That's cold. Then, on top of that, he claims he's not violent. You just murdered your wife. Some people. When police arrived, Stephen confessed with an eerie calmness, saying, quote, I've been a very naughty boy. Anne's lifeless body was found inside the home. By the time paramedics arrived, she was unresponsive and despite their efforts to save her, she was pronounced dead. The day after the tragic incident, a post-mortem examination was conducted, shedding light on the cause of Anne's death, compression of the neck. The examination revealed that after enduring approximately 8 to 15 seconds of neck pressure, Anne would have lost consciousness. However, her life was tragically taken after enduring further sustained pressure for several minutes. The disturbing revelation raised unsettling questions, especially when considering Stephen's past. 
His military training had equipped him with the knowledge of performing a chokehold, a skill that had now become the instrument of his wife's demise. Following that grim revelation, the wheels of justice began to turn. On January 2, 2018, Stephen was promptly charged and remanded into custody, with the severity of the case leaving no room for delay. As the investigators delved deeper into the complex history of Anne and Stephen Searle, a troubling pattern began to emerge, one marked by Stephen's simmering anger and disturbing episodes of abuse. Accounts from individuals inside their social circle painted a bleak picture of Stephen's propensity for explosive outbursts. Sarah Shepard, a former partner of Stephen's son Gary, recounted a horrifying incident that happened during the 1990s. She vividly remembered how Stephen, in a fit of anger, brandished a firearm in a pub the couple ran. In a chilling display of aggression, he threatened Anne in front of a pub full of witnesses. Another horrifying account suggested the firearm was a rifle and Stephen had actually fired it with Anne as the intended target. Those accounts pointed to a long history of potential violence and intimidation that Anne had endured throughout their marriage. Within Anne's circle of colleagues, the scars of abuse were all too visible. Kelly Lawrence, a colleague at a sushi restaurant, recounted a heartbreaking moment in 2017 when she noticed the telltale signs of abuse on Anne's arms in the form of bruises. But Anne's suffering extended beyond the physical. The weight of years of apparent abuse had taken a toll on her psyche. She confided in Kelly that she did not press charges against her husband because, after decades of marriage, she believed herself to be, quote, too old to start again. That revelation exposed the crushing psychological impact that abuse can have on victims, often trapping them in a cycle of fear and despair. Even the later testimony of Victoria Searle, the wife of their son Stevie, painted a chilling picture of the torment inside the Searle household. Victoria disclosed that Stephen had issued menacing threats to Anne in the weeks leading up to the murder. In a haunting foreshadowing of the horrors that awaited her, Anne posted a poignant message on Facebook just days before her untimely death. It read, quote, Happy Christmas. I hope I will still be here in 2018. We will see. In the aftermath of Anne's tragic murder, there was no ambiguity regarding the killer's identity. Stephen had already confessed. The burning question that gripped investigators and observers alike was not centered on who committed the act, but rather why. The motive behind the events that unfolded that fateful night was rooted in a complex web of betrayal. At its core was the revelation that Stephen was having an affair with Anastasia, the mother of his grandchild and the partner of his own son, Gary. The affair had begun in the summer of 2017, several months before the murder. Anne would stumble upon the shocking truth in June of 2017 when she discovered explicit text messages and photographs exchanged between Stephen and Anastasia. In those messages, Anastasia was affectionately nicknamed SBG, meaning Steve's beautiful girl. As the affair came to light, it shattered the illusion of trust and fidelity that had held the Searle marriage together for decades. Anne, the devoted wife and mother, was faced with the painful reality of her husband's infidelity, a betrayal made even more hurtful by the fact that it involved a close family member. In the days preceding the murder, Stephen's relentless obsession with the affair escalated to nightmarish proportions. Anne, desperately seeking a chance to move forward, found herself ensnared in endless arguments initiated by her husband. 
On Christmas Day, Stephen, in a fit of rage, prevented Anne from partaking in the festive meal and callously threw the meat and trimmings into the trash. At the heart of the trial stood a chilling question. Was this a case of self-defense, as Stephen claimed, or a calculated murder by a man driven to a breaking point? The prosecution argued that Stephen had asphyxiated his wife by placing her in a chokehold for several minutes, while the defense maintained that Anne had tried to stab him with a steak knife. The jury didn't buy the defense's claims and were resolute in their judgment. After deliberating for just three and a half hours, they returned a verdict of guilty. In the courtroom, the weight of the evidence and the gravity of the crime left no room for doubt. Stephen Searle was sentenced to life in prison with a minimum term of 14 years. Stephen remained stoic, looking straight ahead without any display of emotion as the sentence was pronounced. Justice had been served, but the emotional scars left behind were immeasurable. Anne's sons, Gary, Christopher, and Stevie, were left to grapple with a profound sense of loss, betrayal, and disbelief. In a heart-wrenching moment, Gary, the son whose partner had been involved in the affair, expressed his bewilderment and heartbreak, saying, quote, I just couldn't believe the man I absolutely idolized and worshipped had done something like that to me. His other son, Stevie, also made an emotional statement, saying, quote, The part that hurts me the most is I lost my mum, but the person who took my mum away was also my best friend. The case resonated deeply with the public, sparking conversations about domestic abuse and control. The charity Safe Lives, which campaigns against domestic violence, highlighted the need to recognize domestic abuse as a pattern of control and abuse rather than isolated incidents. In the heart of the serene town of Stowmarket, Anne's murder revealed that even in the most peaceful of settings, darkness could still fester. The unraveling of the Searle family's secrets, the affair that fueled the tragedy, and the devastating consequences of a murder continue to haunt the community to this day. It serves as a grim reminder that beneath the calm facade of our everyday lives, horrors can still exist behind closed doors. The case also stands as a testament to the resilience of survivors and importance of confronting domestic abuse. As the town of Stowmarket moves forward, it does so with the knowledge that even in the most tranquil of places, monsters can still be lurking in the shadows. If you're the victim of domestic abuse, please reach out to someone for help. Please talk to your local shelter or call the National Domestic Abuse Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. Or you can go to thehotline.org to chat with someone online. This website is set up so that, at any time, hitting the escape key twice will take you to a Google search page. That way, if your abuser is nearby, you won't get caught seeking help. If you're having feelings of harming yourself or someone else, or even just need someone to talk to, please contact your local mental health facility. Call 911 or call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline by simply dialing 988 in the United States. They're available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and will talk to you about any mental health issue you may be facing. If you are a member of the LGBTQ community and suffering from discrimination, depression, or are in need of any support, please contact the LGBT National Hotline at 1-888-843-4564 or go to lgbthotline.org. Thanks so much for letting me tell you this story. If you enjoyed it, subscribe on whatever platform you're on, hit like, rate us, or leave us a comment. You can check out our other show, Somewhere Sinister, on YouTube or anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to support the show, check out our merchandise at thisismonsters.com. The link is in the description. Thanks again, and be safe.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.